Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to Parenting Hour. You're tuned into Unity FM 93.5 here in Birmingham and 105.1 in Luton. And all our listeners that are tuned in the West Midlands, down south, up north, thank you for tuning in today. I hope you're having a good day, inshallah, and that your new year is going well. We promised you that in the beginning of the new year that we'll be looking at how to form goals and achieve goals and look at lives and how we can have more of a a peaceful life. And I am keeping to my word because I've got a guest with me today. Her name is Anna Gregory and she is from Peacemakers and we're going to be talking about that and it's a topic really that I think you will really like listeners and that you can tell your friends, your neighbours, your relatives about it and how we can have a more peaceful environment and what do we mean by peace and how we look at peace. But it's a lovely way of starting 2020. We think already 2020, you know, it's, I can't rem- can remember, it's only feel like a few years ago we had the change, the millennium, and now we're 20 years later. Where did those 20 years go to? I don't know, but we need to be talking more about peace and how we can move forward together in our communities and come together with and overcome those negative issues that are happening in society at the moment and be more peaceful. So with that, I'd like to welcome Anna. Welcome, Hello. Anna, to the studio. Thank you. Hello. You're welcome. Lovely to have you here. And you're from Peacemakers. Yes. <clears throat> so how long have you been with Peacemakers? I've been with Peacemakers uh, eight and a half years. It's coming up for nine years in May. Uh, it's job a job that I moved to Birmingham for. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yes, uh, and a job that, you know, without sounding too grand, has made quite a big impact on my life. Has changed the way that I uh, think about peace and conflict, um, and changed yeah how I approach lots of different situations mm-hmm. in my life. So a big a big job and a big life change for me nine years ago. Wonderful, and, and it sounds. <coughs> very lovely and peaceful I'm just having this image and um, maybe it's a romantic kind of image that you are so peaceful in yourself because you come across it like this and your life must be so peaceful and everybody around you must be so peaceful and what a wonderful career it is oh, and the life clean. If, imagine if that was true <laughs> well funnily enough I mean one of the questions that we ask lots of people when we talk to them is what does peace mean to you um, and there's that <coughs> question is often met with a bit of silence because we're not always asked what mm-hmm. that means uh, so it takes a bit of a bit of thinking and, you know, a bit of searching to understand that. And we hear some quite typical uh, responses. So peace might mean something related to the spirit or to faith uh, or to sitting quietly, or meditating. Um, but that's not what peace means to me. My peace is actually quite noisy. Mm. My peace is actually quite chaotic and quite fun. Uh, I feel most connected to myself, most peaceful and most um, at my best when I'm with a group of people, usually young people, and we're laughing and we're figuring stuff out and we're learning and it's noisy and um, it doesn't always look like a traditional, peaceful, quiet environment. My peace is quite um, hectic. Well, that's great news for a lot of our parents listening in who are probably experiencing those hectic mm. lives and have children that are causing noise and maybe breaking things or in, in the home or damaging things or having situations outside mm. the home that are not so 
quite in peaceful or they might have teenagers as well they're challenging boundaries and it might feel oh they, even though they might be showing it inside themselves they're grating themselves you know and how how can I have more peaceful environments so mm. it's great news for them that peace is not always quiet and tranquil and really that it can be noisy and it can be but it can be fun yeah yeah. yeah, and I suppose like with peacemakers, <coughs> we do a lot of work in schools um, and um, there is a perception in some schools with some teachers that a peaceful classroom is a learning classroom where everyone is quietly getting on with their work and mm-hmm. silently doing some writing. Mm-hmm. But we like to challenge that, you know, that, that learning, learning about yourself, learning socially, learning about your emotions, it's not always quiet. And mm-hmm. sometimes if you walk past one of our sessions in a classroom, is quite noisy mm-hmm. and you know it doesn't look very peaceful from the outside mm-hmm. but I think if you'd speak to those children they would say that they are engaged laughing connected working with others and mm-hmm. that brings out a sense of peace for them wonderful that, mm-hmm. that sounds really good and we all have different perceptions I suppose of what is peace uh, informed by our own mm. way that we were growing up and in uh, communities, societies, faiths that we're in. So everybody probably have a different definition, I suppose, yeah. really for peace. And they? we don't ever define it. You know, <coughs> your, your piece is different to my piece mm. and that's OK. And I've actually brought with me um, some words that mm. some young people, some teenagers have uh, said in response to the question, what does peace mean to you? Mm-hmm. So one of our uh, youth coordinators, Joel, has been going out working in secondary schools uh, around Birmingham and he asks them, what does peace mean to you? Um, and these are some of their responses. So uh, peace is... Uh, sticking to the speed limit so that's quite uh, a law-abiding one (laughs) peace uh, is where everyone comes together Mm -hmm. peace is the library peace Mm. is a nice feeling peace is listening to music Uh, and peace is when it's dark so it's quite varied and yeah just different Um, and youth clubs youth clubs come up quite a lot which um is a challenge, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for children, young people here in Birmingham to be able to access mm-hmm. if that's where they see and experience <coughs> peace and their youth clubs are being closed down, then we're, you know, it's, it's hard for them to find that peace mm-hmm. then. And actually in that, those words that you said, you didn't mention home, which I would, and I know homes, I suppose, are, are a difficult place, but we would love to see mm. homes as a place of peace mm. to start there to know about peace to like set grow set the seeds or plant the seeds there and mm. nourish that peace in a way so that it can go to other places yeah mm. i mean here at, there's mm. another sheet mm. they've got home and church yeah uh, mosque and school mm. um my uncle's house so mm. that says there that there's a there's a familial relationship mm. that mm. feels really you know positive and peaceful mm-hmm. for that young person who, mm. who answered in that way. So we see we're interested in this question because you see people start we can kind of categorize these responses. Mm. We might see a sense of what we define as like inner peace, so mm-hmm. peace on the inside, a yeah. sense of well-being, um, and then some outer peace, mm-hmm. so being connected to the community to your friends um, and also there's a sense of peace between so our peace between ourselves how we get on together and how we yeah. work together mm. and they're all very different categories yeah. I suppose yeah. you know and if you look at uh, peace and you mentioned there in the mosque and that relationship with God and that's very individual mm-hmm. um, and a strive 
we all have in our lives to each one of us categorizes different and how do we accomplish that and strive for that with the worldly efforts and uh, <clears throat> everything taking parts of us and bits of us away that yeah. and life being so quick we've just come here from another meeting and we we're just saying about the time going so quickly uh, we, we our lives are so quick pace at the moment to even have time to to reflect on and time to meditate and time to think about ourselves and peace it's, it's a lovely concept of peace and how we we should all find time for for that but that's it it often mm. stays up there <coughs> as a concept you know and we don't give the time and the space to really dig mm. and and sit with it and try and understand what it means and it was a journey for me to understand that this mm. wasn't language that I was used to mm-hmm. I come from education I've come from supporting young people um, so you know I was nervous I was mm. nervous of this word and mm. I thought it meant candles and you know mm. sitting and being quiet and that's not me mm-hmm. um, but I've learned that, yeah, my, my piece is about being with people. That's mm-hmm. where I feel nourished mm-hmm. and where I feel close. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like to laugh and I like to have fun mm-hmm. and I like to, you know, that's mm-hmm. that's where I feel at my best. Um, so, yes, it means different things to different people, yeah. but we have to, we've got to figure that out for ourselves and give time for that. And also, peace isn't something that you can kind of arrive at it isn't this state of nirvana that suddenly Mm. you've reached Mm -hmm. we are always working towards it and in today's society where yeah you and I are rushing from meetings and trying Mm. to find car parking spaces and answer Mm. phones Mm. then to give time to this parallel journey is Mm -hmm. is difficult it is it is difficult and I'm glad that you're doing this and talking about this so Peacemakers, mm-hmm. which is great name for <laughs> <laughs> for the organisation, but probably what that's what you are also yeah. as individuals working there. You are peacemakers in the work you do. Tell us a little bit more about peacemakers. Sure. <laughs> so uh, peacemakers is an educational charity mm-hmm. uh, that was set up um, in <coughs> 1987, I think, by a group of Quakers in mm-hmm. Birmingham, the West Midlands Quaker Peace Education Project. It was called, um, and it had a vision that. We can't start young enough in skilling up young people um, with the the skills and the behaviours to resolve their own conflicts for Mm. themselves and to create peace as they see it. So most of our work is working in schools, training up children in the foundational peace skills of communication, empathy, Mm -hmm. listening, Mm -hmm. understanding, Mm -hmm. um, so that when they come into conflict, which is going to happen Mm -hmm. because that's life yeah. uh, that they are um, given a sort of a set of experiences and tools and uh, skills that they can use to help resolve those conflicts uh, better than if they they hadn't come across you know them in the first place so um, we train children in mediation so they can go out and mediate uh, for other young people on the playground mm-hmm. because research shows that young people want to with the lower level problems to go to other young people Mm -hmm. um, rather than always go to an adult Mm -hmm. to help them solve problems and what a fantastic experience for a young person to you know to sit and show that they can listen and support another young person without providing a solution but you know yes and be able to get solutions so amazing what a 
if wonderful even just doing it on a one-to-one basis the skills they're learning it's a foundation for life I and mean, we're talking about first the communication skills the empathy all of these yeah. skills they're transferable skills yeah. they need them everywhere they go uh, especially they need them when they become parents <laughs> so we're saying if they can learn them very young it's in ha- it's part of themselves and then those conflict resolution skills that is wonderful so you're there you're enabling people or young people to find their own solutions to their problems which again if you start using that language and that comes into the house Mm -hmm. it's a conflict resolution house so it's not a shouting house to solve problems or a a quiet house that people go away to their rooms and don't discuss things it's solution focused way of yeah, and what we we hear sometimes when we do our peer mediation training that the young people that the, the training normally lasts for three days, yeah. and uh, we leave a gap as well because it's quite intensive. Mm-hmm. So say you know we've done training on a Thursday and then a Friday, and then we come back after the weekend mm-hmm. on a Monday. And on Monday, uh, usually some child will come up to us and say. I did a mediation with my brother. Mm-hmm. Um, I realised that my little brother and sister were fighting or my mum and dad were arguing about this and I said, I've got a script that can help and they've <laughs> sat and mediated with their parents. Oh. You know, and I, I mean, I don't know how that went down or how effective mm-hmm. that was, but it might, you know, how empowered that young person feels mm-hmm. to have this tool to be able mm-hmm. to use in their own environment mm-hmm. at home to say, I, you know, I've got something that can help us sort out our argument. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it must be amazing mm. for the family. And just to be able to recognise that and maybe even do some things of, of listening, just listening to each other, because we often don't listen, we don't hear what's going on, the conversations happen and you're preparing what to say rather than listening to what has been said. Absolutely. Mm. Um, something that I heard, I'm not sure where it came from, but it's really helped me um, with, with the work that I do, is noticing if I'm, am I listening to respond Mm-hmm. So if I'm in a conversation with somebody, am I waiting, waiting for that gap, that moment mm-hmm. that I can jump in and respond? Mm-hmm. Or am I listening to understand? Yeah. Am I listening to really get what that person is trying to say and what mm-hmm. they're trying to communicate? And yeah, listening to understand is, is a skill, you know, it something is. to practice. Yeah. Skills for life for mm. these young people that may go into a career with this, but whatever career they go in, it doesn't have to be a mediation career they will still need these skills. There yeah. is lots of issues, conflicts, misunderstanding, miscommunication between people. And these are basic foundation skills that are not taught in schools no. now. So it's great that you're coming into schools and the schools are investing in this. Mm. Mm. And um, yes, we've got we've a, a, a slightly different project as we're working mm-hmm. in secondary schools on our project mm-hmm. um, called Minus Violence Plus Peace. And that's trying to challenge... Um, the idea that young people seem to be very confident talking about conflict and violence mm-hmm. um, and maybe experiencing youth violence so how about having a conversation about peace mm-hmm. and that's quite difficult to start that conversation mm-hmm. but young people really want to talk about it mm-hmm. um, and again we're not telling them what peace means mm-hmm. um, but there isn't much space in our time and our day to have these conversations about what peace means to young people and in particular to teenagers mm-hmm. um, it can be a really really eye-opening conversation with you know your, your teenagers to to ask them what peace means to them mm-hmm. listeners there's something that you can be asking your your children your teenagers actually um, and maybe feedback to us uh, ring the studio or email the studio in with your response so the phone number i'm sure you know it 0121 
or.info@unityfm.net and we would love to hear your responses. What does peace mean to your children? Actually, even for yourself, what does peace mean for you? And I'm sure Anna and myself could continue these conversations yeah. another time. We could yeah. gather these responses in and, and go through it and, and have a conversation. Maybe be great. Yeah, it would be wonderful mm. to, to do this another time and, uh, and build on this. Because I think we, we do need to be flipping the mm. coin a bit. You know, we so much is taking our attention with the gang violence and what's happening and things out there. And we know that that's not happened to all the youth. But what is the other side of that? What can they do? How can we have more organisations like yourselves doing conflict resolution, doing mediation? Because you were saying that when you were talking about the mediation, I was smiling because not just those skills of language skills, but the social skills that they learn, the manners that they learn. You know, as you're asking people, please, please can we sit here and talk yes. here? Are you okay to this? So yeah. your, your whole language is changing. It's very developed social skills mm. that they learn. And actually, what I'm always impressed by um, is that young people take to this so easily. Mm. Um, and it's, you know, don't tell anyone, mm. but they take to it much more easily than adults might do. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, absolutely. You know, you give a young person instruction, how would you like to be greeted at the door? How would you like to be invited to come and sit down? Mm. How would you like to be welcomed into a mediation, accepting that, you know, emotions are running high and you don't want to be sat in the same room as this person? Mm-hmm. And they just fly with it. They n- instinctively know what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and to have that, that natural ability celebrated is really important because there's not an awful lot of space in our curriculum at the moment mm-hmm. to um, celebrate those people skills, those soft skills, mm-hmm. those skills, you know, that aren't, that, yeah, you can't get a GCSE for, mm-hmm. um, but are still absolutely vital. Yeah. Yeah, mm. it is so, so true. Um, and as you were saying that, I was remembering some work I did in schools a few years ago with similar work like this, teaching communication skills, social skills. And I had a couple of teachers that were hugging me. And I remember one in particular who was going through a divorce and just doing the communication and the empathy meant so much for her to actually think about her own situation yeah. and what she was going through because she was in a, a very tough situation, but probably was respond responsive reactive mm. rather than taking a, a time to calm and think and then how can i um use these skills mm. or learn these skills and use them in a different way mm. i like your um analogy of flipping the coin because Mm. i mean here in birmingham and london manchester also you know we're hearing so much about knife crime and Mm. gang violence and youth violence and um when we want to have conversations with our young people you know they're hearing that and seeing that all the time Mm. and they welcome the opportunity to flip the coin Mm. and to be celebrated for all the brilliant stuff that they do Mm. the volunteering that they do the support in their friendships that they Mm. do the creativity that they have and we need to make space for that we need to make Mm. space for young people to have those conversations and those thoughts um, just as much as what we naturally want to do which is Mm -hmm. keep them safe Mm -hmm. um, but just be aware of how much we're you know giving one side of information there's Mm -hmm. so much more we can celebrate and talk to our young people about Mm -hmm. if parents were to uh, listening to this and they were saying this is great this all sounds wonderful I, I really want to reach this but where do I start 
what would you say first would be the the starting points for for them to come down mm. to that level of the child and where would they start well i uh, quite often i um hear about discussions that happen post-war <laughs> so a huge argument has happened or a behavior has happened you know for the last time and finally they've got to get round, you know and have this discussion about x y or z um so i say have it have it in a time of peace not in a time of post-war mm. conflict mm. so whenever it feels good in your family whether you eat around the table or you do story time or you walk or you know whatever it is if you sense that that is a peaceful time if you're making dinner together or drinking hot chocolate together then gently raise this conversation it's got to be during a time of peace rather than a reactive post-war conflict mm-hmm. um, and be curious be curious about this this young person's developing brain and their thoughts um, and try not to judge. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, ask, be curious about their thoughts and, and try not to just shut it down. You shouldn't think like that or that's not right because your young person will shut shut down and stop talking. But, you know, if you can be saying things like, oh, say some more about that or that's interesting. How did you come to that idea? Or where did that come from? Mm-hmm. And if it's done with a sense of genuine curiosity, mm-hmm. Um, this young person generally will be like, oh, you know, mum and dad are interested in me or uncle's interested in me. This is great. I want to say some more. I have I've, I have value. They're interested in my ideas. Wow. So it's really just taken, when you described they're so easy as taking a time that you are together in a nice situation, mm. have some family time together, uh, either with the family or one-to-one <coughs> And bring it up then. Yeah. Yeah. And li- listen to them then and not in a non judgmental way. Afraid if it gets shot down or, you know, thrown yeah. back <laughs> at you the first time. Um, this might be the first time you've had this type of conversation. So judge it. Judge that it might not last for a full five minutes. Mm-hmm. You might need to come back to it in a week or so. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to support uh, some young people with um, homeless who'd experienced homelessness. And quite often, some of the best conversations we'd have about how they wanted to move forward was in the car. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't looking at them. Yeah. I wasn't over across a table, yeah. you know, with my pen and my yeah. clipboard or yeah. anything like that. We were in a car looking at the scenery yeah. and lots of things would come out in those those car journeys. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, look for the unexpected peaceful moments mm. where you can have a really engaged conversation. Mm-hmm. Very good advice. Um, I know for myself with my own children, the car is great. Really wonderful way because actually one, they can't escape. (laughs) So you're there and and driving in. But because there's so much going on around you and because that face to face can be threatening because they are looking at your reactions. And even though you may tell yourself, I'm going to be very good, I'm going to listen, I'm going to listen, I'm going to listen. Your face is reacting, your body is reacting, and they're reading your body language. Oh, yes. And they they can see that reaction. So, yeah, something like that is good indeed. Or cooking is another good thing when you're doing something together. Together, yeah. Yeah, and having those conversations. Mm. Wonderful. So is this what peacemakers then do as an organisation? So we uh, predominantly work 
work in schools to support uh, both the children and the staff to mm-hmm. develop what we call peacemaking behaviours. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's uh, how we might operate in the classroom, in the corridors, on the playground. Um, we do some teacher training. And we work with young people as well. Um, But we've also started doing some work um, with some women's groups, um, with some young people's groups working outdoors as well. Mm. So we're developing outside of the structure of schools, which is quite Mm. new for us. Um, Yeah. Wonderful. Sounds very exciting indeed. And if parents wanted to find out more about what you're doing or wanted to tell their schools about what you're doing, do you have a website or Yep, um, I think we come up now if you just put in peacemakers, but um, we are www.peacemakers.org.uk um, and we're based in central Birmingham, but we work across the West Midlands. Wonderful. It's just an opportunity, listeners, to actually contact them if you think this would be valuable for your school, because maybe there's a situation in your school and they've never heard of this before. And some of our listeners up and down the country although there's no peacemakers there, they may want to contact you for some advice. Sure, and there are similar organisations. Mm-hmm. There are, you know, there's some down, there's one in Brighton, there's one in Sheffield that we know of, there's some in London. Mm-hmm. So we can certainly put you in touch with similar organisations. Brilliant, brilliant indeed. And would this be a, a paid service for the school? We are, pay? Pa- yeah, mm. we do. We charge schools, mm-hmm. um, but we also uh, fundraise in the background Great. to try and reduce the cost. Um, so, yes, we operate a bursary pot um, for our work with children in schools so that the schools can apply to to, uh, to subsidize the work mm-hmm. excellent so if parents may be very interested this is even some of our our home school parents may be interested in in how to contact mm. you and and get some peace yeah. initiatives in there uh, and how to develop that that concept uh, and spread it out to more because uh, they often meet I know in, in different parks and things which looks like lovely settings to actually be talking about uh, peace and peace situations mm. so it would be really good so it's, it's that website Peacemakers you're saying that yes. they can go to we're, we're going to come back after the commercial break and talk more to Anna about this and how you can contact her and more about peace inshallah with listeners as we go into the commercial break maybe you can think of how can you have a little bit of peace over this break what can you do how can you reflect on yourself and just even if there's only 30 seconds but have some peace time with yourself inshallah Assalamu alaikum. We'll see you in a couple of minutes.